0: You're listening to the My Vinyl Addiction Podcast with Vince G. and John the Seagram, a podcast for true music fanatics. Join in on the conversation and the argumentation. Welcome back to My Vinyl Addiction. I'm Vince Graham,
1: and over here we have once again John the Seagram. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me back. For episode three i'm actually pretty excited for this one i don't think you are but <laughs> i'm like really excited about talking uh about our choices this week yeah
0: yeah i, th- I think that this will be good um this week i tasked you with ben Kinney, distance and comfort i really think that's a great album so um i want to get into that one and just see what you thought of it and what did you give me I gave you corn oh.
1: issues. Oh man, that's that's such a far stretch for me there. <laughs> I know I was thinking the same because uh, I, I, the last two episodes we had, I was like, well, these were kind of you know difficult, and we, right. we kind of we both kind of had a research and listened to them, and then I was I was like, yeah, I'll give you corn issues, something that we've just known, <laughs> something right. we don't have to really take a look back to too much. But the reason why I chose corn issues for you though is because it's. Um, it's an album where Not that long A few months ago That kind of like The 20 year uh, 20, 25 years Where the anniversary was Came up Right And I threw the album I played the album And then I was like Wow I forgot about A lot of these songs You know And then I was like This is actually A really good album Like I don't know Why I don't listen to this You know Like because there's a lot of Corn fell off Of course for me With the whole You know They, they changed <laughs> Let's They say did
0: They did quite a bit
1: Yeah and I did And then I kind of Stopped listening from there um, But I guess this one kind of fell in the mix of the albums I don't listen to, mm-hmm. and then but when I put it back on, listening to it, I was I was like, damn, I'm, now it's definitely back in my rotation. So I wasn't sure if you're the same way, so that's why I wanted to go to task you with corn uh, issues.
0: Yeah, I think with with corn, it's 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 um, something you know I'll throw on every now and then. It's not something I listen to every day or every week, but every now and then I'll go back and listen to one of the albums, and this one. It's kind of brings back some memories because I remember when this one first came out they did a I think it was a radio broadcast for their um, record release party and they uh. did it from the Apollo theater oh, in, they did. in Harlem <laughs> yeah and it was funny because a lot of hip hop uh, artists were there that they invited to actually oh. <laughs> see this album so it, it was crazy and uh, I remember they did it live they played the whole album live oh that damn, night. yeah with
1: the bagpipes and everything so it was pretty cool um I remember they had the art contest for the album cover did they yeah and I think my brother I think he sent in a submission or I don't, I don't know if he made the deadline but um, yeah they had like four different covers and the whatever one people bought the most was like the winner I guess hmm. that's why like the the album you see now the the, the ragdoll yeah yeah someone drew that one but I guess that one was purchased the most that one's the the, the, the main winner I guess If it's like all the copies
0: hmm okay and as far as Ben Kinney, I gave that to you because um, back in the day when he took over as the bass player in Incubus, I I heard that he had solo stuff, so I was like, yeah. oh, let me let me check it out. And um, I always like would watch uh, Incubus live, like on YouTube or whatever their live concerts, and I would see him out there playing bass, a great bass player. Yeah, and then he would get on with um, the drummer. Uh, what's his name? John Paseas or Jose Pasillas? What What is it? Something Paseas. Jose, Jose used Jose. to be the drummer. He still is, yeah. He oh, still, he is? Yeah, that's his name. And they would get on they'd do like a drum duet. And so I'm like, this guy. okay, this guy's a bass player. He's a drummer. He's pretty good. Then I found out that he actually, on his album, he plays every instrument and oh. sings. So I was like, okay, that, you know, anytime somebody does that. I respect that talent yeah. because just playing one instrument is hard enough, you know, writing a, a song is hard enough. So someone that does the whole thing, I like to check them out. Like I'm a big Lenny Kravitz fan and he does that. He, he plays all of his instruments. So yeah. um, I went ahead and checked out this album and I remember just listening and thinking it
1: was really amazing. You know, I loved it. So for um, our next episode, I did a lot of research for those ones. Those albums, but uh, this one I unfortunately didn't do as much research as I have been doing, uh, so I should have done because I didn't realize that he was the bass player from Incubus and he did the entire album. I was going to ask you a few questions actually first before we got started. I hope uh, I have the answers for it. First thing I was going to say <laughs> when I heard it, the first thing that came to mind was you really love Incubus, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm a yeah I'm an Incubus fan because I was like God, these guys sound just like Incubus. And I was like I could totally sound Like a like a big influence on them and Or Incubus is a big influence On this guy I guess it makes sense now That yeah. he's actually in Incubus <laughs> I was like God he sounds exactly Just like Incubus And then um, But then also too I was I didn't realize That he did everything On the album mm-hmm. Which is One thing I really liked About this album Like um, Like the guitars are amazing Like the solos And everything Were really good um, I, th- I think it was done Really well This is definitely An album where I liked it I you know Plan of keeping it in my library, good, <laughs> and, yeah. and um, it, it's softer rock, I guess you mm-hmm. want to call it. Um, I don't really know, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of like Far, you know, kind yeah. of like that same style a little yeah. bit. Um, but yeah, it was really good. Like my favorite song off of it was uh, Eulogy. That's the that's one of his best tracks. Yeah. Yeah, then I noticed that I was looking at like Amazon Music, and it's like the most popular ones. So mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's probably like the big one, but it's really, really good. Like yeah. done really well. Yeah,
0: I love that album, and Eulogy is probably, I would say, the best song on the album. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to like think of the songs right now. Like, this is not something I listen to every day. This is something I listen to maybe you know once a month. I'll maybe catch up with it, uh, if that you know. So this is one that I just thought of on our last um, uh, episode because the band Meek we were reviewing it. Oh yeah, I just felt like there were
1: similarities between those two bands, so. The thing though about this album, um, listening all the way through, is really short. And mm. then I I looked it up. It was like twenty eight minutes long. Wow. And I was like, it should Damn. be an EP, really. Huh? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, shit. Like, how many songs are on here? But I think it's like ten songs. But it's super short. And I was looking. I think like Eulogy is like probably one of the longest songs. Right. And then they're all like two two minutes and thirty seconds. And I was like, oh, like it just and it goes by really quick, quick. Like it's really enjoyable. So yeah. Um, and you know he has he has a really good voice. Um, yeah, he he does a really good voice, you know, and and it really
0: shows like with Incubus because he does all these backing vocals, and um, I don't know, I just I just think that everybody that is listening right now should give it a, a listen, um, even if you just want to get a taste of what it is. Go to your streaming service and and check out Ben Kinney Eulogy. Because that's a really, really great song Does he have any albums on vinyl? I mean, this is a he actually vinyl does. addiction I was <laughs> I was looking when, when I sent you this album I was looking and he has, you know, they're hard to find But he has a, a couple of others That are on vinyl, this one unfortunately Is not on vinyl, and you know what That really upsets me that a lot of these people Aren't doing vinyl, like I've been searching for Let me see, certain bands that I Wish would be on vinyl, like Human Waste Project from back yeah. in the day <laughs> Nothing on vinyl, um the start The other Amy Echo band Nothing on vinyl Yeah If I could find some of these on vinyl That would be so Such an amazing day for me But I was,
1: I was trying to look up a way to like Press stuff on vinyl They have it yeah You can it do is. that Yeah I was looking It's really expensive Like it's not even worth it Yeah <laughs> So I was like oh man Like of course like if you're Doing like a mat, Like a thousand presses It's cheaper you right, know Right But if you're doing like Say like 50 or one or two Like even just I just want this one album vinyl It's really expensive to do and I even looked into buying my own press. Mm. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe if I just bought a press and I can just make my own vinyls, that'd be kind of cool. But that, that was really, really expensive. And I was like, yeah, okay. I can see why not everyone <laughs> just has one in their house. <laughs> yeah, people are, are looking into doing that. Like, I actually,
0: because I buy used uh, vinyl uh, to sell, resell, or sometimes I add it to my collection. Yeah. And I bought a record the other day and I was like, what is this Rush album? So it was Rush. The um, cover looked like it was hand drawn, but it was rushed live in Montreal from like oh, okay. 1974 or something. Yeah, and then you you open it and the actual uh, stickers on the middle are just like hand drawn, <laughs> and, and so I looked at, looked this up online and I'm like, okay, a lot of people have this release. Mm. Then I put it on. I'm like, let me listen to it, and it was like straight from the soundboard. It sounded horrible. <laughs> I was like. Really, people like this. I shouldn't even be saying this because somebody actually wants to come over and buy that record from me. I don't want to <laughs> turn them off, but, uh, yeah, you know, you, you can kind of uh, burn anything. Not burn, that's a CD, but you can, you know, get anything put on vinyl these yeah. days. And um, one note, a lot of people are, are looking for, like, I love the colored vinyl, splatter oh, vinyl, yeah. all the cool looks, but people don't realize that when you get those, nine times out of ten, the sound
1: quality is, is not as good as the good old-fashioned 180 gram vinyl. I noticed that too, like um, I got a few of those, but they're real thin, but mm-hmm. then you get like, I think I have like the Killers album. It's like, it's, it's probably the 180 gram. Yeah. But it's like super thick. Yeah, it sounds a little bit better. And it I sounds like, way better. Yeah, I'm like, but it's kind of cool. Sometimes you're spinning it and you're like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. about the only thing about it. And it's, it's, you know, we we're just talking a little bit earlier, like how vinyl came back big. You know, a lot of people were buying, starting to buy vinyl again, and now you're seeing more releases on vinyl than before. And then now another thing is cassettes. Like cassettes are starting to get big again. Like to me, like okay, I, I kind of get vinyl. Understand? I like the sound of it. To me, just the sound of the right. graininess kind of sounds cool. Yeah. But come on, dude, cassettes like it's hard work to get to the song you want to listen to. Yeah. You know, like. And then when they unravel oh,
0: and ruin your oh, tape player, <laughs> you got to get a pencil and rewind <laughs> it. And <laughs> Did you ever do the little um, where uh, the fix where you have to you know cut the tape and put a little piece of tape
1: on it? No you d- oh, okay. okay. Your didn't, tapes weren't th- didn't mean I, as much to you then I didn't do my uh, my own edits back then <laughs> I don't want this song in here <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the crazy way to edit Yeah so Ben Kinney Go ahead and check them out uh, We're going to go ahead and get off of that one But he has some other releases which are just as I would say good But this is the one that kind of stands out to me
1: Okay yeah I definitely want to check out their other albums yeah, yeah I really enjoyed this one So I'm going to listen to more of his stuff. And I really like the fact that you told me that he's, he did all the work. Cause that's amazing. Yeah. Like all the yeah. instrument work. I thought the whole band was talented. <laughs> I didn't realize it was just him. <laughs> How hard is that to do all, you know, every instrument, it's gotta be tough. Like I know Dave Grohl, the first Foo fighter album, he did that. Did he? But, um, it's, you know, it's tough to like, you have to make your, you know, your own, a guitar scratch track And then Right Try to listen to While you're playing the drums And then you know <laughs> Redo everything I think the hardest thing About recording yourself Is because you have No one else there To tell you like No I don't like that mm-hmm. Or you know Or you should change that And then sometimes You start You know you second guessing yourself An artist is never satisfied With their own work They right. want to keep going And keep going and right. like adding and adding Until you know So maybe it might be good To have a producer Or someone else in the room Just to kind of No it's fine the way it is Or right. well, maybe you should Change this part I don't like it But I guess like you know if it's your own vision you want to have it you know the way, yeah you can't did. get any
0: any arguments over you know the quality of the record yeah. or the <laughs> the direction the song is going so
1: yeah I guess that's the good thing too like if you really want the album to sound this way then it's going to sound that way you know no one else is telling you no right. I, I think we should change it I don't like that part <laughs> I always thought it was
0: funny though that Lenny Kravitz would go make his record and then hire these people and basically he's like get out there and play what I played exactly yeah. <laughs> as I made it don't change anything you know.
1: Well, that's why I heard, like, Dave Grohl, like, for the longest, it was hard for him to find band members. Like, now he has, like, his band kind right. of set. But, like, no one wanted to work with him because he was such an asshole about it. Like, no, mm-hmm. that's not how I wrote it. Play it this way. It's right. Like, well, damn, like, <laughs> I want to change it. And they're like, no, like, this is how you play it. <laughs> and I think I heard, like, um, a story that he, um, I forgot what album, like the second album or something. They recorded it, and then he second or third album, and he had a drummer. And then he recorded the drums, and then – um. Dave Grohl flew the whole band out to LA to redo the entire album. And then Dave Grohl played the drums. on it, That's <laughs> And they didn't tell the drummer. And he said, they didn't know. Then he called up like the guitar player and he's like, Oh, we're, doing? Like, oh, we're all in LA recording the album. Like, and he's like, yeah, Dave just finished all the, your, the drums. He's like, what? He's like, no call. Like you got kicked out of the band. Nothing. They just, Left them, went to that the Albany.
0: That's me. You was like,
1: man, I love that guy, dude. It's like. the kind of thing that would happen to me. I'd be so excited and
0: <laughs> go to play it, and it's like, that's not me. <laughs> so I'm not that good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move over to Corn. You gave me Issues album. Yeah. All right. Now I have to start by saying
1: first, tell me what is it about Issues that stands out to you? You know what the biggest thing that stands out to me and I love about it is the guitar tone. They have like so many effects that they're using on this album and it's crazy like um but they sound so clean. And then like it's just like I don't know like some of the sounds like they're very subtle. They're not really doing much in the background but it sticks out to me a lot. Right. And I just love it about this album. Like it just has so much like tones where it's just so clean sounding so weird and eerie and you know. one thing i kind of noticed when re-listening to this is like because i was listening
0: to it with a different ear trying to like pick everything out you know and kind of hear it again or, yeah. or in a different way and I, I it almost sounds like there's keyboards on the on the yeah. record but it's all guitars and it's like they have learned how to take uh the guitar pedal
1: and you know combine it with other pedals and just create something totally new and different that's I remember really cool. watching um, Like Around that time When the album was coming out And then like live Their pedal rack Was like this big Huge thing Like both of them <laughs> Each had this huge thing Surrounding them You know It's yeah. like man That's so crazy To have to like I don't have that Patience To sit there And tweak with that shit For hours and yeah. hours And hours Until I get what I You know like Okay this is the sound I want mm-hmm. Like I guess It pays off for them Because it really Sounds good And they You know learn, Knowing how to Do the different paths And what's going to Switch over to what but um, I was just to my wife yesterday, I was listening to them and I was like, I wonder if they keep all those pedals, like, like now, like they say they're going to play it live now. Mm-hmm. And this album was, you know, like 20 years ago. Like, do they still have those pedals or do they remember which pedals they used? I think they have engineers that actually run some of their pedal effects for them. Yeah. Like in the I back. Think, yeah. yeah. I heard I mean, that too. Like they're under the stage or behind the stage and yeah. they're just pushing. And what that, a job. You just sit there towards the court and just... <laughs> you get fired because you forgot to put the
0: flange on. At a certain <laughs> time.
1: You didn't change it quick enough. It wasn't on cue.
0: Okay, I had some things that I wanted to say about this record. And, yeah, I'm a I'm a corn fan. I'm more of a – I love the first album. That's just, like, always going to be the best. And yeah. then Life is Peachy, which people say was not as good. as good, But to me, it was great. I love that album. Yeah. And then he had – what was after that? The um, – Follow the leader, Follow the leader yeah. which was like their Smash Breakout or whatever. Yeah, and then this, yeah. this one, and you know I'm not saying I don't like this album, but I wrote some notes <laughs> and okay, it starts out with Dead, which is basically an interlude. Yeah, you know, um, which the is cool. Pipes and... Falling away from me, I feel like that's one of their top five songs. Just um, sick riff, I love that song, but. I'm going to read through these because you're going to see a, a, a recurring thing that, that <laughs> irritates me. Okay. Um, trash. I put great course. Um, and it's kind of a relationship song, a bad relationship song, yeah. you know, <laughs> you treat somebody like trash. Um, let's skip over. We got for you. It's a short interlude. Mm-hmm. Now you see that word again, interlude. Uh, I'm going to skip over a couple. And then we have the seventh track, which is, um, it, it's going to go away interlude so at that point i started thinking okay there's too many interludes on this record like where you have this little 40 second to a minute yeah piece of music or spoken word or whatever it is where it's like ties the songs together that's cool on some records but it just felt to me on this one it felt like they were being a little lazy yeah um when i and then when i think about it i'm like okay i read um heads book uh when he became a christian and Talked about like that time of it in his life, and that was when he was at his worst. And the whole band was—they weren't getting along, <laughs> and they were
1: very drug addicted at that time. Yeah. And I'm like thinking, so did I like remember like writing yeah. it and recording it? Or stuff yeah, like I'm
0: thinking that you know they had a certain amount of songs, and then you know maybe somebody came with a piece here, somebody came with a piece here. That's how this album feels to me. It feels like things were just kind of thrown in, yeah as opposed to a group effort. And there's all these interludes. I, you know, I hate interludes like. I love hip-hop, but like in hip-hop albums, I can't stand when they have like the, the skit is what they call it in hip-hop. Yeah. And it's like, why are you breaking up the music with this 15-second skit, which is stupid. I was funny because I was going to
1: bring that up too because um, for me, on corn Issues, it's going to go away. It's like uh, For me, is a song where you can totally take that song out and I'd be happy You know Like I wouldn't yeah. have A problem with it And I was gonna Mention that too Because I noticed That I was like Yeah really short And I was gonna Ask you about Like hip hop albums Why they always It's like 30 <laughs> tracks On there But it's exactly. only like Six or seven songs On there you're like Come on man Yeah <laughs> Yeah And you're like Okay
0: well, Why is there You know This many songs But And then I did Write this um, The song Wake up Has that wonderful Course Yeah with, You know Which I won't Repeat right now um, <laughs> But I like Fieldy's bass on that song. And then I feel like that is such a good message for bands that are, on, you know, on that time when they're at each other's, on, they, on each other's nerves. You are my brothers. Yeah, each And Each one, one I would die, die for. for yeah. You know, he's. it's basically saying, remember what we play for, you know, and I feel like it's such a good message for bands yeah. or not even just bands, but anything that you're doing in life, if you have the heart behind it to do it, And then at some point it becomes monotonous and you're just like, man, I'm so tired of doing this. Remember why you're doing it. Stop. Remember why you're doing it. You can even equate that to marriage. You know, you know, why am I here? Why did I pick this person? Why did this person pick me and get back to where, where things should be? So I really
1: love that message. Yeah. And it's funny that you talk about filthy because I hate Phil D. <laughs> <laughs> This bass slapping. Slapping the yeah, bass. Yeah, like this. I hate that twangy sound. And then, um, I don't know if I ever told you this. Me and my brother actually met him one time. No. At, at a supermarket. Okay. We we're um, we we're there kind of late. And he was there shopping and stuff. And then he was walking through. I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking Phil D. Like, he's still this dress, you know, big old pants. You know, like, just. A little You can tell it's him, you yeah. know, like, very <laughs> obviously him. And then he's kind of far away and stuff. And I was like, like Phil D. He kind of turned. He kind of just throw his hand up like what's yeah. up and just kind of turn around and kept going now like oh hey you know and then um we're like what a dick you know like you can at least be like hey man what's up you know like, right We like, know you're shopping we know yet you want to live your life we get it but we didn't like run up to him like oh my god sign my watermelon you yeah. know <laughs> like it wasn't anything stupid <laughs> like that we're just like hey filthy you know right but like, he's kind of like a dick then we saw some other guys walking like holy shit is that filthy we're like yeah go talk to him man he's he's really cool <laughs> That we saw those guys later and it's like, dude, that guy was a fucking asshole, man. <laughs> i like, he was a dick. And I talked, I told a couple of people that story and they're like, yeah, I've heard the same thing. Like, if you run into him or you meet him, he's like an asshole. He's they really said he arrogant. has the like the short man syndrome where he wants to be
0: this tough gangster. because yeah. He's got this gangster persona, which, yeah. Yeah. He's not a gangster.
1: But, <laughs> yeah, I was, that's my only thing. Yeah. Plus, I, I just hate that twangy sound. I'm like, just get rid of it down. Just play yeah. bass now. And make it sound clean. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and then, um, what well, I think I wrote somewhere on here. Oh, I miss um
1: Silvera's drumming. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I noticed that when listening to this album, I was like, wow, like he was, he was really good. You know, their new drummer, I don't remember his name, but he's very
0: like technical, but I don't think he has, he doesn't have the, the feel and that, the f- that flair. That, <laughs> yeah, because um Silvera mixed in like almost a hip hop feel into their drumming. And it, so it's it's way different when you listen to them now. It's like more of a
1: straight on, um, click track drummer. Yeah, you know, and it's 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 not as loose. It's funny too because I think when this drummer came in the band, like he was like a session drummer, and they didn't even have him on stage. Okay, like he was like hidden. Oh, they had a, and they had a guitar player when. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't yeah when head left and he wasn't allowed on stage either. It's like I'm like, come on, we know you have a drummer, right. we know you have a guitar player. Just let him on stage, and I think they find the drummer on, but. He's still, like I don't know. I feel like he still doesn't fit in the band. Like you don't yeah. see him thinking, "Oh, you're in corn." Like I still feel like he's a session drummer, and maybe someday would come back. But I don't think he. Will. I don't think <laughs> yeah. so. Sounds like they don't get along now. Have you seen him? Yeah, he's, he's in the big he's a big guy. <laughs> yeah, he gained a lot of weight. It's like it's, it's funny. I uh, the band he's in now. Um, my cousins Eric and Matt, they lived in Victorville. They used to live next door to their guitar player. Okay. We, we, call, we used to call him Bug because he bugged everyone. Hated him. <laughs> Like he was annoying, and yeah. then so everybody called him Bug, and that was like everyone called him that Bug, Bug. And then I was like, I wonder if like they know that. Like, Is he any good? <laughs> uh, I I heard he's like kind of like just you know It kind of sounds like corn stuff. He was like a guitar tech for like a long time. Okay, and then I think that's how they found him. And then they you know he started playing with with him. It's funny because I was like, you know, I I would think like, oh man, like I should have been nice to that guy, <laughs> and then you know I could but I was like, it's not worth it. <laughs> All right, so I didn't get all the way through this record
0: because, like I said, I've heard it a million times. But um, basically, those were my um, gripes, were just too many interludes. The, the record could have been shorter and more concise, I feel like. Yeah, but 16
1: songs, but there's not really 16
0: songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I wrote, Let's Get the Party Started oh, is yeah. the low point. I do not <laughs> like that song.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's it. I'm like, My favorite one is uh, No Way that's okay. like that was like probably my favorite song on that album but it's it's funny because um, it, the tough thing about Korn it's like you want to you know you like the song you want to sing along with it mm-hmm. but then also you don't because it's all about him being raped and it's yeah. <laughs> so all this shit so it's really hard to like get into because you're like oh like this is a good song but oh I feel so bad for him <laughs> but that's so sad <laughs> have you seen them live? I uh, long time I think the only time I saw them was like Family Values like, oh, yeah, back okay. in 98 yeah uh, my cousin's seen him a couple of times my brother saw him recently with limb biscuit
0: like, oh
1: at the um forum i think yeah or? we were at
0: that concert it was it had like a bunch of 90s people Limp yeah biscuit, uh pod <laughs> who else was there um all i wanted was a pepsi those dudes uh, suicidal tendencies oh yeah yeah so it was a bunch of like 90s people it was pretty interesting
1: yeah i wanted to go House and i was of like, pain i was all mad at my brother because i wanted to go with it um He didn't ever tell me that he was going. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I went to that concert. And I was like, what? Like, why don't you tell me you got tickets? Like, I would have got tickets with you. Yeah. He was like, oh, no, I didn't think you wanted to go. I'm like, why would I not want to go to that?
0: (laughs) It was interesting. But like I said, the 20th anniversary of their first album, that concert was amazing. Um, I don't have a bad thing to say about it. They played from track one all the way through. Well, the only bad thing I say is that at the end, instead of just finishing with, what's the last song? Daddy is the last song. They went ahead and they played, like, I think Falling Away from Me and, like, a couple of their big hits. Yeah. And I
1: was like, no, you should have just left it just at left that it, and yeah. walked off the stage. But it it was really cool. I think I actually saw them a couple of times, come to think of it. I think I saw them that tour when they had, like, that cage in the back and they had fans. Yeah. That was, like, I just saw That was like, Family Values, wasn't it? No. It was, like, a at diff, the it was right after. Yeah. I was there with you, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Then um, I remember what else. I, I know I seen a couple. I think I saw them play, with like, Rob Zombie one time. Okay. That was, that was crazy Rob Zombie puts on A good, fucking good show Man <laughs> Not too rich, Like I can't listen To his albums Too long Because mm-hmm. they're all Kind of exactly the same I like but, Thunder Kiss That's a great song Oh yeah That's like back when he <laughs> White Zombie And they were still Kind of heavy and cool like, Yeah I just I don't know Their shows are awesome But it's kind of just like Yeah The same thing Over and over again Yeah So
0: That's it in a Nutshell That's Korn And Ben Kinney I feel like both of these records you should go out and listen to. I think most people have heard the corn album. Yeah. Like, they're going to be like, oh I listen to it all the time or I've heard it and I don't
1: want to hear it again, whatever. But, but I think the corn issues is a good thing that I want to bring up is just because I didn't listen for years and I forgot a lot of the you know forgot a lot of the songs. then when right. I listened again, I was like, this is actually really good. So I circle back, give it a listen, give it a try. Do you listen to the corn now? Any other new stuff? No (laughs) I have like A really hard time Listening to their stuff I'll listen to it Like one Like you know When it comes out I'll just listen through it And I'm like Okay I don't need To hear it again (laughs) But on the other hand You listen to Deftone Zones right Yeah See that
0: shows Like the difference of People want to lump Them together Because they came out At the same time Yeah They're from the same Type of feel (laughs) But they're two Different bands Two different feels Like I feel like Korn repeats the same thing over and over, kind of like ACDC, which I like ACDC, but ACDC makes the same album 22 times or whatever. Yeah. Korn kind of does the same
1: thing. I agree. So I feel like they're still holding on to that, where Deftones kind of, they've evolved, and they've, like, you know, because Deftones' ohms and Deftones' adrenaline are totally different bands, you know what I mean? it wouldn't even seem like it's the same band. Yeah, but it's also, it works. Like, when you listen to their history on them, it's, you know, it really... Flows together They didn't really have Like a drastic change Well Saturday Night Risk Was kind of a drastic change But I guess we'll get into that When we You know what I think I'm going to give you that In a couple weeks When we have a Deftone special That might be the first time I ever listen to that album So Oh we should have a Deftone special (laughs) we're going to have Chino on as a special guest (laughs) That'd be easy
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure he's not doing anything right now (laughs) All right. well go Go ahead and take a listen To these records And we're going to have a way pretty soon where you guys can leave us comments yeah. um, where we can be more interactive. I would love to hear what
1: you guys are listening to out there. And um, until next week, uh, just keep listening to the music. Yeah, if you guys have the... Hopefully when we have the comments, we can see if people have the same opinions we have on the albums as well. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. Check out Ben Kinney. It's really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I never heard it and I really enjoyed it. It's a little bit... I mean, it is like Incubus, but just a little more of a... Box down, I guess, but yeah, really good. Check it out and then listen to corn again. It's been a while. (laughs) All right, we're signing out. Thanks, thank you.